Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? Um, I do think, yeah, you're right. You, you characterize it that correct. I do think that some of the offensive creation load in ball handling LeBron has usurped, I guess, from uh, from D'Lo because I think LeBron has checked in with himself and seen what he's capable of and decided it's probably better for me to have the ball than D'Lo, which yeah. brings up the questions and what is, you know, what is D'Lo going to do? To me, what D'Lo does there is... And that's like that's the point of the pause. When you caught me uh, mid drink, which which doesn't help. But what is that? A little a little cab? What are you drinking? Oh, just Pinot. That's my, my, yeah. my go to. Yeah, a little Pinot. Um, no, the thing that the thing that concerns me with D'Lo is that like he knew coming into the season he was going to be playing a bunch with LeBron. He knew coming into the season that like he was going to be playing a bunch with Austin, who was going to have more on ball responsibilities. And it doesn't appear that he has done anything to make himself more comfortable off of the ball, whether, you know, whether it comes to shooting off of the move, whether it's catch and shoot, whether it's understanding where to catch and shoot, all of those things, um, whether it's setting screens. Like I would love to see a LeBron D'Lo inverted pick and roll. Haven't seen yet that yet this year. Haven't seen really any D'Lo and LeBron pick and rolls this year. Seen a ton with him and AD and, you know, statistically speaking, those have been quite productive, but like we, we haven't, uh, we haven't seen D'Lo, you know, find a way to coexist with LeBron in a productive manner. And that is, you know, I think very concerning. And now we have reached a point where uh, D'Lo is, uh, you know, has, has heard all of the, the noise as, as it pertains to, the uh, trade rumors and, and where he might wind up by the end of the season. And I think that has, you know, legitimately and, and negatively impacted his play, um, it, both in terms of production and in terms of approach. And, and from what I have heard, it's impacted <laughs> his standing in the, in the locker room as well. So like it's, it's, it's a lot of stuff that is going on here with D'Lo and, you know, I, I, again, just like we talked about with Darwin, I don't think Darwin should or will be fired this season. But with Darwin, I do find myself wondering, all right, 
what is what do we what would we have to see for there to be some like legitimate organizational concern? And I think with Delo that already exists, but what would we have to see for him to like lose his part in the starting rotation? What would it see? Like, what would we have to see for him? He played 38 minutes tonight and was garbage for 35 yeah, of them. Yeah, he was awful. You know, um, it's, I think it's a, I mean, look, it's a fair question. And especially because it looked like, you know, whatever, five or eight games into the season that, the D'Lo Austin choice was made, right? Which meant Austin to the bench and D'Lo yeah. maintaining the starting spot. And it has helped Austin, by the way. <laughs> He's looked a yeah, lot better yeah. since he was I mean, yes, league. yes. But I think also, he would look fine in the starting lineup without D'Lo. Right. I don't think it's about him going to the bench specifically. I think him being separated from D'Lo has helped some um, because then he can have the ball in his hands more. But then he plays with D'Lo too much for for my like if it doesn't work so that Austin has to go to the bench, then don't play them together. Um, but you can't not play them together because you aren't going to play 24 minutes each. Well, I mean, you can. <laughs> Darwin said that Austin's only going to play 27 or 28 to keep him fresh. Um, so going back to the D'Lo thing, um, you, you said you had not seen him like do much to prepare himself for um you know the season right playing off of lebron and, and playing off of austin <clears throat> excuse me um and i think this is kind of delo right like at the end of last season you know there was a, or towards the towards the end of last season there was a bunch of you know like i'm not a point guard that's not my role i am who i am asking about like what he was going to improve you know, like I'm kind of fully formed as a basketball player where I'm paraphrasing, but those are things that he said towards yeah. the end of last year. And then even, even tonight, right. Even tonight, well, yeah, I was about to get defense. to that. But yeah, okay, go ahead. I was yeah. about to get to that. Um, But, and then, and then you and I talked about this on this show um, in the preseason D'Lo. I mean, we basically had a show that was the self-awareness of D'Lo, right? Like, him becoming a a factor defensively. I told you I didn't buy it and I wanted to see it in games that count. And he's basically gone back to being the same defender that he was. And then tonight, and I, I mean, that, like, you, I, you, I you can read the also... quote tonight, but it, like, it's more of the same. So yeah, like, am I, am I surprised that D'Lo feels pretty comfortable being who he is? No, but do I blame him? Also, kind of not because like <laughs> Delo has made two hundred million dollars or, or thereabouts, like doing what he does and being the basketball yeah, but player that he about is, Zach Levine. and being really good, right? Delo's damn good at basketball. Delo is the fifty-sixth best player on planet Earth, or something like that. Um, he just has these times where it just. Because he is so he 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 doesn't have a lot of variety to his game. He doesn't have a lot of uh, what is it called in golf? Like you know, like a lot of clubs in the bag, right? Like he does what he does, and if that's not going, then he's not going to use his athleticism to get into different things. He's not going to be you know a great rebounder. He's a good passer. He's not going to like impact the game defensively. So if his first pitch. 
if his 106 mile an hour to use your your term if his 106 mile an hour fastball is getting hit or he's wild with it and he's walking people Delo doesn't have a lot of backup plans so yeah i do i like i, I like it doesn't surprise me that that Delo's like not catering his game to playing off of LeBron and Austin because that's not what he does and what he does it's kind of like it's kind of like Russ it's kind of like Westbrook and in in somebody maybe it was Sim City in the in All Access Lakers earlier said no more Russells on the team like it is it's very similar to Russ like Russ does what he does and is uh, Westbrook and has been incredibly successful doing so so you kind of understand why it's difficult for these guys to to do something else Yeah, <laughs> that was the slowest. Yeah, ever <laughs> the most like sigh inducing. Yeah, ever. Well, I sighed. Yes, mid. Yeah, but here's here's my thing. You mentioned that like D'Angelo Russell is like the 56 or 63 or whatever number that you, you use their best one, player yeah. in the world. Right. Um, Talent wise. Yes. But like over the course of my career in doing this. The th- like one of the points that I've tried to hammer home the loudest is we can talk about a talent level of a player, but we also have to have a conversation about the impact that that player has, right? Like Zach Levine is an immensely talented basketball player. If he walks into any gym, any gym in the world, right? Um, even with NBA players playing there. He would be a top five talent just about in, in just about any random gym that he would uh, even Absolutely. like he plays at UCLA in the off seasons, right? He yeah, walks into gym. those pickup games um, in the off season. And when he walks into those games, he's going to be a top five talent in that gym at, on any given day. Yeah. He's gonna destroy and, everybody. yeah he's, he's an incredible basketball player, but yeah. there is legitimate question i think at this point in his career about his impact on winning i think d'angelo russell i'm not sure there's a question anymore (laughs) it may have been answered the bulls are literally better without him um the the, the same thing can be said about about d'angelo russell right immensely talented player can pull from anywhere an insane passer right incredible at getting guys in jail he's six five with a crazy uh wingspan he's just like offensively He's damn near impossible to to stop if he really has it going or your team is up 15 points. Um, but you just called, said, him, called him the Brock Purdy of, uh, of point guards. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I just think he's uh, he's. I mean, he clearly is a front runner. But but so, um, his impact though on winning is very much in question. And and like when he says after the game today, you know, uh, I do have to improve on defense, but like that's not what I do. Do you play basketball or do you not, Angelo? I, I, I don't love it. I mean, he's right, but it's well, just sure, like, fine. I don't love it. Like, yeah, no, I don't Aaron, love it. Aaron, like, all right, ima- imagine, like, imagine if, 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 uh, you know, for the, the for the purpose of the show, mm-hmm. right? Um, like, shit, for, literally in what we do, um, right now, I've had to teach myself YouTube on the fly. Yeah, whether it's backgrounds on this thing, whether it's thumbnails for youtube whether it's learning seo for for youtube all yeah, of yeah. these things yes over the course of my career you know what i do like you know what i'm best at it's podcasting it's talking <laughs> not to that. people not <laughs> yeah that. yeah i'm 37 years old i'm teaching myself the, the internet and you know why it's because like you gotta at some point you got to adapt to the situation in this case it has been very apparent with with uh the advancement of ai and all of these things like in order to stay alive and stay relevant in my career, I've had to add to my toolbox. I've mm-hmm. had to deepen my bag. And, and the fact that like D'Angelo Russell on a team that is competing for a championship is sitting here saying like, yeah, I don't really play defense. What? That's why you've been traded by every team that you've, you've played for. Like I am the person who, by the way, will go out of my way to contextualize D'Angelo Russell's career and say how, he has gotten raw deals at various stops over over the course of his career. But the reason teams won't commit to him is because of quotes like tonight where he just says, yeah, not really, not really, not really what I do. Okay, cool. You know what you also don't do? You don't stick around on teams past like three or four years. You know what you, you know what else you don't do really? (laughs) You don't really resonate with organizations to the point where they're like going out of the way to make sure you are a part of it moving forward. I like. <laughs> Honestly, that's a good note to to move on. We're fifty two minutes in. <laughs> I'm gonna take that as agreement. All right, uh, really quickly. The by the time those of you who are listening on the pod feed, uh, we'll be doing so. There are some really fun uh, games coming up. You have Nikola Jokic uh, playing against a small oh, Brooklyn for the, team. For the Friday games. Yeah, so more or less than a double-double on the Sleeper app, which, again, by the way, boom. LA Lounge is a promo code that you can use. You can get up to $100 in a first deposit match from Sleeper. That is free money. That, like, If you just type that word into there, Type that code into there, and they will just give you money to I do like, uh, I do like free to, money to, that you can turn into even more money. I like that um, 
you can follow me on there also at Anthony Irwin LA where, uh, you know, we can, we can, you know, play against each other, whatever you want to do. Uh, but for the picks that I am looking at here, Nikola Jokic more mm. or less than a double, double. That's a pretty easy one <laughs> against the small Brooklyn team. That's yeah. a pretty easy one. Yeah. I would pretty, uh, happily say that he would do more than yeah, a I mean, double, double. It, it, that could, it could be rebounds or assists. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I, shoot. Or maybe, or maybe more he scores zero that. points and has eighteen rebounds and fourteen assists, and you still get there. Yeah, yeah. I, shoot, he he might just shove like ten people too, and you know that might count as a stat. Joel Embiid, if you combine his points and rebounds playing against uh, Toronto, I would go less there. I was going to say forty-seven and a half is a lot. Yeah, I would I would go less than 47 and a half. Scotty Barnes in that same game, more or less than seven and a half rebounds. I'm gonna go less. I'm gonna go less than that. Uh, I think in that one. Trey Young, who has been absolutely on fire. Yeah, but what is that picture of him? Is that they've already iced him out? Is that ice tray already? I think it's ice tray. I think okay, it's ice yeah. tray. Yeah. Uh he and, looks like uh, and... he looks like Grand Admiral Thrawn from, from Star Wars. <laughs> No, he's, he doesn't have two chins. Yeah, um, he looks like the Grand Admiral Thon from the cartoons, the real one. Yeah, yeah. More or less than 27 and a half points for Trey Young, easily going more, easily against Miami. I he's know on, that Miami slows the game down. Yeah, he's uh, I know they slow the game down, and I know that they play super physical, uh, but Trey Young has been incredible recently. He's averaging like 37, or no, 33 and 14 over his last five. So I would, I would say he continues that Tyrese Maxey more or less than 26 and a half points. I'm going to go more. I'm going to go with more there and okay. Clint Capella more or less than 12 and a half uh, points. That's a fun one. I like rooting for Clint Capella points. So I'm going to go more. I don't know if he's going to get it, but I just love Clint. So, the fact, if, like, so if, if that's where you're going, may I, may, may I make a suggestion? <clears throat> Um, I would, I would bump up. So it looks like th there's the option of Trey young point plus assists at yep. 38 and a half. Mm -hmm. So I might switch over from Trey young's points to Trey over on his points plus assists. Cause if you think Clint Capella is going to get buckets, they're all coming from Trey. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, Aaron, I'm glad that you mentioned that on sleeper, you can actually combine picks to increase your odds so if if you're gonna say that you believe in trey young and clint capella in this game against miami you can combine those picks and the 1.72 times money that you would be getting could increase to like i think that would bump from that to like three times your money if both of those things hit you know just just something that you could throw out there as an option again that is the sleeper app the promo code for it is LA Lounge. Go to sleeper.com slash terms slash referrals to see the details on these offers, but it's free money. It's free money, and it's an opportunity to play uh, with me on there at Anthony or in LA. Um, let's get back to it. The last topic here is Rui Hachimura and the minutes that he is playing and, uh, and the role that he is playing in. And... Uh, this guy went from the fourth best player on a team that made the Western Conference Finals. This guy, uh, interestingly enough, though, was not really a part of the rotation before they went on that run where he became that important 
en route to that Western Conference Finals appearance. To start the season, he has dealt with injuries. He keeps getting hit in the face. Today, he got knocked over and looked like he you know, could have like really hurt his tailbone. Um, he has had a, a, a tough season statistically and situationally you know, in terms of his body and all of that stuff. But I also think he's had a really tough situation in terms of the role that he is playing on this team. And, and this, is where, this is where Darwin's approach to the season really kind of befuddles me. In that the point of like the thing, the point of strength heading into the season was supposed to be continuity, was supposed to be building off of last year's playoff run, was supposed to be like, you know, the the, the Lakers recommitted to Rui Hachimura to the tune of what four years, 57 million bucks or something like that. Um, I think I have that right, maybe 63. I think it's more than that, yeah, but. Yeah, uh, so the, the Lakers like themselves as an organization committed to this guy, and yet for some reason his his role within the offense, the, the amount of minutes that he gets even when he is healthy is all over the map. Um, I forgot to prep myself an actual tinfoil hat to, to, to wear while I make this point tonight, but the other night when LeBron James mentioned how uh, you know minutes and rotations isn't his call, in the same breath, he mentions Rui Hachimura's like kind of fluctuating role and minutes and all of that stuff. I think he's kind of frustrated with this guy that he worked out with, with in the offseason, being kind of yanked around the rotation. Um, I think Rui has some issues to his game. Defensively, he needs to be better more consistently. Uh, the shooting, the catch and shooting stuff is inconsistent as well. But I, 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 given the way that the Lakers committed to him and given the tone that they set coming into the season, I thought that this guy was going to be a mainstay of this rotation, and that hasn't been the case. Honestly, Aaron, I'm just asking why. Like, I, are you no, seeing I don't have a good, I don't have a good answer for you. He's had a weird season. Um, yeah. And I don't have a good answer for you. He's, like, been beat up physically. So his availability has been in and out and he hasn't been particularly good when he's played. I do think he's a better player than that. I do not think he's the player that we saw in the playoffs last year. No, um, that guy shot 50%. From yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean like, so last year in the playoffs, it was LeBron AD and Austin. And then after that, like Rui, D'Lo, and Vando kind of all took turns being the next best guy. And so I do think it was fair to hope, expect that again from, from Rui. He didn't produce that ever in life before the playoffs last year. Um, But I think Rui's a good player. He's just had like a very strange and up and down and like, fits and starts kind of season and so i don't think i don't think trust is not the right word but i don't i don't know that that darvin has full confidence in him for all of those reasons Rui hasn't played that well and he's been in and out of the lineup and i so Rui's in an interesting place because <clears throat> excuse me because the lakers kind of loaded up on uh on wings in the off season, Torian and Cam Reddish and, uh, you know, Rui, maybe like Rui's a three, four ish. 
But then there's also Jackson and Christian Wood. And so when everybody is healthy, there isn't enough time for everybody. And it feels like the last couple games that Darwin has decided. I mean, look, Jackson Hayes played today and was awful. Um, neither he nor Christian Wood played more than a minute uh, yesterday or Wednesday as you listen to this. So I do think we're, we may start to see a little bit more of Rui as a backup center, which he did in the playoffs, which he guarded Joker. You know, like nobody is capable of guarding Joker. He was okay. You know, LeBron did some. He was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think I do think Rui's going to start to see some more minutes as as a backup five. Um, I don't think you're going to see a lot of Rui and AD and LeBron together because I think we're going to start to see Rui as more, not like not minute for minute, but I do think we're going to start to see Rui as play a good portion of his minutes at the backup five, or maybe sometimes with LeBron where one of them's the four, one of them, one of them is the five and it's kind of interchangeable. I don't think Rui's going to play all of his minutes without AD on the floor, but it feels like Darvin is losing trust in Jackson and Christian Wood. So I think that more of Rui's minutes are going to come less so on the wing and I don't like him on the wing anyway, but I think less of them are going to come on the wing and more of them are going to come as just like kind of a, a straight backup five. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment. Every time they see it, blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I wouldn't ditch the notion of of Ruby on the wing, uh, personally. I understand the questions, right? He doesn't move his feet well enough to to uh, keep up with your typical wing, uh, and and that is uh, certainly something. Like, look, the the reason, honestly, like if I if somebody was to just ask me, right, and and this is the kind of conversation I would have, like, with my dad, right, where like my dad will just ask me stuff, and if I'm here on the pod, I have to say stuff in an entertaining way, and I have to uh, you know touch on all of these various oh, things, and my my takes have to go from 30 seconds long to five minutes long. Right. Yeah. Um, although here we are an hour in at, so I, I guess I could have done more often uh, the, the 32nd version of some of these responses. Yeah, a lot but, of it's my fault too. 
But uh, if somebody was to ask me, like, why doesn't Rui get more minutes? It's because he doesn't defend wings very well. You know, right. and he, then the question is, if he's going to be there, like, then the the answer is LeBron, and like, that's not an answer. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, at the end of the day, if he is on the court with LeBron, he's going to be guarding the wing. The problem is that that, that wing might light him on fire. <laughs> right. So then the answer is like, this ain't working. So yeah. what's the other option, LeBron? Yeah. Well, we don't want you doing that. So I, you know, if if I was to isolate like an explanation and whittle it down, that's where I would arrive. But that said, like he has been in and out of the rotation and like with everybody else, they're given opportunity after opportunity to prove that they should stay in the rotation. So the fact that Rui is just like casually benched all the time doesn't make a ton of sense to me again, because the Lakers organizationally committed to him. And this is where like, uh, you guys know that I'm a Dodgers fan. Dodgers just got Yamamoto shouts to that. Ooh. And, <laughs> I mean, to I'm be fair, Rui played 33 minutes tonight. He did, yeah. But like, he's also had games where he's played like 13 and eight and whatever minute. Like, he's he's had some wild fluctuation in in his minutes allocation this season. Everybody but, but LeBron and AD have. Yeah, but like, well, but especially him. And the yeah, reason he played with 15, him, is, he played it's, 15 last night. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean it, LeBron was available tonight. So yeah. The 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 reason with him that is more it's more notable is that like when when an organization commits to a guy like that, you would think that they would be more in lockstep. Like it is a lot of times something that the Dodgers get knocked for is that like this notion that Dave Roberts has decisions made for him by the front office. And Baseball's like it's a stupid. give and take. Baseball's stupid. I don't like baseball. Baseball's I get stupid. it. You're an ace fan. I would hate sports. Not team. anymore. We're an A's fan. I would right. hate the sport too. I'm an Oakland but, A's fan. Yeah. No, I know. I know. I know. That's they, why I said I would not like the sport they, anymore because like, like you just lost your team. So, wait, are you? I, so, here's what I, I I will tell you that the front office is not telling Darwin who to play. Who Darwin plays? No, I, I'm. Well, sure, but I do think I do think that there should be, and there is, right? Like you're, they aren't telling him who to play, but they for sure have conversations. Like, hey, like. Why? Yes. Why? Is yes. People do have. Yes. The front office and the coaching yeah. staff have conversations. Yes. That yeah. And, and, and so like in this case, like with, with the Dodgers, right. Uh, their, their front office and their uh, analytics department will like, I don't, I wouldn't go so far as to say that they dictate stuff. And the reason I can say this, by the way, I covered the Dodgers for, for a little bit. Like I, I know some of this stuff too. Um, and, and the way that the, the Dodgers operate basically understand Kasten is that like, they, uh, they want Andrew Friedman to have his fingers in every aspect of the organization. He has a whole bunch of people that he entrusts and okay. that analytics department does, uh, tell like the pitching staff who should be throwing which pitch more often and all that stuff. Um, and with, with the Lakers here, I also think that like Jeannie Buss entrusts Rob Palinka to the extent that she wants his fingertips in, in every aspect of the organization. She wants him to talk with the scouting department to see where they're looking and see, you know, I'm sure the scouting department is wondering minus the injury aspect of it. It makes it tough, 
But like if Jalen Hood Shafino was healthy and was getting DNPs every night, I'm sure the scouting department and the front office would go to the coaching staff and be like, hey, like, should is it is it is he better served to just go play in the G League, right? Um, and and like this is this is by the way, like Aaron, your response to this, right, is going to be this is how all good organizations operate, right? Like all good or, or organ organizations have a ton of communication between front office and head coach. That's yes. why things felt like such a disaster when Magic Johnson, the only time he was talking to Luke Walton was to scream at him at his in his office to say how much he sucks at coaching basketball. <laughs> I've never seen Magic Johnson dribble with his left hand. <laughs> he makes That's points a, with his left hand. I've never seen um, him dribble with his left hand. That's how I feel about his presidential tenure. So, so and his I, playing but, career. Like, this is where this is where I do kind of wish that the front office and the coaching staff was a little bit more in lockstep where the the front office might occasionally go like, hey, like, can we just make sure that guy gets like, you know, at least 20 minutes every game? At least you you feel that way about Torian Prince. Can we just make sure like uh, like Rui's making three times more money than Torian Prince this year? Can we just make sure that that guy gets his minutes? Because I, I just think he's a more talented basketball player than Torian Prince, and I want more talent on the court. So, but do you think that Rui fits that group better? Like, what is needed in the group? I think so. That's part of it. And I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying, like, there's more to it than just who's better at basketball. Because I do think that Rui yeah, is better at basketball. Than, than, we just talked about impact. No, but talent. also, yeah. also, coaches don't think of it as let me just only get my best five guys out there it's let me yeah. get my best five man group who can play yeah. off of each other and complement each other and you know uh amplify each other's strengths and minimize each other's weaknesses etc so i mean and and some of it is some of it is based on necessity right because like as we just said if, if you keep the if you go to the starting lineup to start the season and just put Rui in for Torian, then that means LeBron is guarding threes. And you just that just no. <laughs> That's just it's just a non-starter, right? So I the group I has to have, the group has to I make would sense. still have I would still have Rui guarding threes and I would have I would just tell him but like, wouldn't hey, you rather just... have Torian guarding threes? Man, the the guy. Torian, that... no, Torian's not like a. Torian is not like Gary Payton or or Scottie Pippen, but he's better than Rui. At that task, at that task, at guarding perimeter players. Oh yeah, I guess. But like, I've also seen him blown by plenty this year. You of know, of course, I... everybody gets blown by. And and uh, Ant was giving him no, but like uh, like more than usual, like sure. more than somebody who was like, the... like tangibly better than. Okay, Rui. so I, and so then 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 the conversation goes to, and this is what I would do. I would go back to Vando. I would start D'Lo, Austin, Vando, LeBron, and AD. We saw that well, work for large stretches yeah. down the stretch and in the playoffs. Vando had his complications in the playoffs, as did D'Lo sometimes. But because Vando has not been physically available and still, does, to me, doesn't look quite right, like then the choice becomes Prince or Rui. And for me, I would go with Prince because I just don't want LeBron ever guarding threes. That's just too much. I would. All right. So if you're talking about starting him, I would start Rui. Because 
like the problem that the Lakers are having is that he's playing in second units and he's playing in second units as a wing and um, or, or like to this point, now they're playing him more as like a backup center, but to, to this point in the season, he's been playing backup minutes as a wing, which means that he isn't always playing with AD. And if he's getting blown by, by the wings that he is guarding, then there's nobody back there to help with that. And if he is starting and he is in and, and behind him, he has LeBron and AD that mitigates some of the issue of him not being able to stay in front of wings. The other thing too, is I think the Lakers in terms of point of attack defense, like where, where types of players are really giving the Lakers problems that's happening with like point guards who are piercing the, the defense because D'Angelo Russell can't stay in front of anybody because Austin Reeves has had issues there. And because Jared Vanderbilt has been hurt this year, he hasn't been able to help in that regard. And the only guy that you can reliably have in that spot is Cam Reddish because Max Christie hasn't earned the trust of the, uh, of the coaching staff. And so like, I haven't really had as big of a problem with guys blowing by Reeves from the wing spot as I've had with guys blowing by every guard that the Lakers have playing defense and in that case, I, I, Rui's defense doesn't concern me nearly as much. What I do think the Lakers could really benefit from with Rui, like the Lakers have had rebounding issues all year. He's physical as hell, man. Yeah. And oh, he yeah. would he would help with that. And, you know, with, Prince has shot the ball better lately. I would honestly like to see more combinations of Prince and Rui out there at the same time, where Prince is basically operating as your shooting guard. Um, but if... If Darwin is going to, as soon as Gabe gets healthy, and now that he is healthy, if he's going to have two of Gabe, D'Lo, and Austin on the court at, at the same time, that severely limits your wing options. And that brings us full circle. Look at me being okay at my job to okay. where we started this whole conversation in that, again, the identity from the in-season tournament games to now is, is too tangibly different and if the lakers are going to turn things around i think they need to get back to the wing-based identity that had them ripping off wins not just ripping off wins aaron but beating the shit out of teams like it's one thing like you mentioned all right yeah the 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 talent of the or the uh, caliber of teams that they were playing in that in-season tournament was was lesser than they have played in your typical regular season game even if i am to grant that I would say though that they were like they beat the Pelicans by 40. They beat yep. the the Indiana Pacers going away. They beat the uh the Phoenix Suns even if they were shorthanded. I think they were they were like confidently and comfortably well ahead of them for the vast majority of the games that they've played in that in-season tournament as well. So like not only were they playing lesser opponents but they were beating the crap out of those lesser opponents. And I think it's because when you play that number of wings, that amount of wings, you can play a suffocating style of defense that by the end of the game, it's kind of like playing a football team that runs the ball really well, right? It's like what we see with your Niners, right? Where, yeah, sure, games look like a certain way. The, the team that they're playing against has like a, a little pep in their step at the beginning of the game. And then by the end of the game where they have tried to tackle Christian McCaffrey all game, or they've tried to tackle Debo coming around the corner all game. And it's just like, 
productive play after productive play after productive play. And then defensively, it's just hard hit after hard hit after hard hit. By the end of these games, that team is just like, this sucks. Can this just be over already? Yeah, it's like, and that it's, was, it's, the, it's the body blows in boxing. Yeah. And, and, and dude, I, I used to box, man. There was no boxer. I have actually been knocked out by way of body blow before. And there is no worse feeling in, in, in sports than that, than just losing your legs. Like when you play a good body blow boxer, you know, you start with your hands up here, right? Your hands are up here and the focus is on protecting your face. By the time you get to like round seven with a good body blow boxer, you literally can't like you can't keep her because your body is literally telling you, Hey, you keep getting hit here. <laughs> My kidneys hurt. <laughs> like, you're going to be pissing blood for a week. Like, <coughs> My you, liver hurts and it's not from the Hennessy. Your, can you bring your elbows down just a little bit? And then what happens once those hands drop and it's over. And, yeah. and I think, uh, and, and like, that is the type of, of, of and, and by the way, we saw these Lakers succeed that way where poor Miami in game six of the NBA finals were down by 40 in that game because it was body blow after body blow. Like you had, you had Alex Caruso playing crazy physical defense on the perimeter. You had, you had Contavious Caldwell Pope. And crazy P and DG. Yeah. You had, you had Dwight Howard beating the shit out of bam. You had, yeah. Like it was just, it was just, it was just everybody just playing that type of, and, and again, we saw it in the in season tournament and we saw by the end of those games, those teams, just like those hands go from up here to here, or they just quit in the, in the case of the Pelicans, they just freaking quit. <laughs> the, Pel- the Pelicans <laughs> wanted the standing eight. Like, can we just be done with this? Yeah. And, 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 and look, Zion look, wanted Rude, to go. Zion, I, Zion, Zion had to go eat some. Zion had to Rude, go Rude, I'm telling you, the only reason I talk about this is because like, it's analogous to the situation. I promise I am not uncle Rico. <laughs> I have no <laughs> desire to be an athlete anymore. Like, <laughs> but but when I say when I when I say all of these things, because like anybody who has watched these sports can relate to that, right? Um, and 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 with with the team that Darwin has had built for him, the identity is screaming at him to just grab it and run with it. And I think he's been very reluctant to run with it. So much so that in two in 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 two prior uh episodes while the Lakers were on that run in the in-season tournament, I asked Jovan Buha, I asked Dan Wojcicki, how likely do they feel it is that the Lakers are actually going to run with this? Because I had serious questions about it. And the first opportunity that the Lakers had coming off of that in-season tournament success, they moved away from that identity. And that, that to me, when we talk about like issues and nitpicking with Darvin Ham, to me, to me, that is the fundamental issue. And until that gets addressed or fixed or corrected or whatever, I, I you know, the Lakers are always going to have a bit of a ceiling on, on what they're capable of in regular season games. Mm-hmm. No, I don't want Kevin Porter Jr. And I don't want, uh, I, I, I didn't even want to talk about that, but you, no, no, <laughs> no, no. 
All right. Uh, that is going to, we've been here for an hour and 20 minutes. That is going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lounge and this week's episodes of the Lakers Lounge. No happy hour tomorrow as it is a holiday weekend and my daughter is home from school and you do not want to, <laughs> what you do not need is for me to try to host a podcast while I'm concerned about both of my children in the other room. Uh, you going to be on the penalty kill? Well. With uh, with his wife going going out to work, you gonna be on the penalty kill? She she works like a half of a day, but by oh, the no, time oh no, you on the penalty kill? Oh no, 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 yeah, no, no, no. I'm I'm two on one. No, you on the penalty yeah. kill? Nope. You know how most two on one goes down in a man the in soccer. The, the one defender just like steps out of the way, and that yeah, is what I'm doing tomorrow. No, 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 no. Stepping out of the way to uh, to make sure I don't pick up an M one. But um, before we get out of here, I do want to say uh, from the absolute bottom of my heart how grateful I am for the way that you guys continue to support us, whether it's here on in the Lakers lounge, whether it's with all access Lakers, whether like whatever, whether it's Substack, which for, you know, has been growing recently too. Um, whatever it is that we ask of you guys, you guys continue to show out in, in really inspiring ways. And it makes us want to continue to be better versions of ourselves for you. So as we, you know, for, for, as we head into this holiday weekend, please be safe, enjoy your family. And, and, and on the other side of it, we will get together again. Uh, for those of you who celebrate other uh, holidays this season, do the same. Uh, I, 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 you know, it is a, it, it is a great time of the year. It is a tough time of the year. So if you're going through it, you know, I'm right there with you. We, I, I lost some family members this year that, that, uh, you know, that are not going to be sitting at the, at the uh, Christmas dinner table this year that we are really going to miss. So if you, if you need a hug, I'm here to give you one. Um, but no, the, I, I, I cannot thank you enough for the amount of support that you've given us. I love you all a ton and I can't wait to talk to you again next week. So until then, and until the next time I, uh, you guys hear from me, I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Aaron Larsoul. This has been the Lakers Lounge, and I love you guys. <laughs>